Hello, this is Resistance TV. The Palestinian uprising against 75 years of Israeli oppression that began in the early hours of October the 7th came as a shock to the Israeli regime and the whole of the Western world. The response of the political class and the corporate media to this resistance operation has been predictably one-sided, and the reaction of the Zionist entity has been typically brutal. But the Palestinian resistance factions are much better prepared than they've ever been, and Israel's planned ground invasion of Gaza will be met with stiff opposition if it goes ahead. And the lurid propaganda being peddled by the corporate media hacks and the politicians is already being debunked. So I'm delighted to welcome Yusuf Al-Halou onto the show this evening. Yusuf is a Palestinian journalist from Gaza, and over the last 15 years or so, He's worked as a broadcast news correspondent for various international media outlets, and his output's been featured on media channels all over the world, including the Real News Network in the US, the BBC, and TV in New Zealand, amongst others. Hi, Yusuf. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the, the time out. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Great stuff, mate. Well, let's get straight into it then, if, if that's okay. Uh, I mean, you know, this operation by the resistance factions was was bound to come, wasn't it, at, at some point? I mean, I've, I've heard it, you know, the Gaza described as like a, a sort of ticking time bomb, um, which was at some point inevitably going to explode. What do you think? Well, it, it was um, a surprise for all of us, to be honest, not only for the Israelis. Uh, uh, years of preparations led to um, this kind of uh, sophisticated operation. Now, the people of Gaza have been under a crippling siege for the past 17 years. And can you imagine that these uh, resistance fighters uh, with uh, minimum and basic capabilities, they managed to uh, come up with this uh, uh, sudden attack that um, uh, was a slap on the face of uh, Israel's intelligence because they had no idea that it was coming. Uh, Gaza is a densely populated area. It has been under siege from air land and sea and israel is still the occupying power there although it withdrew its forces back in 2005 but it is still in full control of everything imports exports um, electricity water uh, shipments of uh, food medicine everything um, so uh, when you look at the, what happened when they bulldozed the fence it was as if the people of gaza uh, it was not only uh, hamas fighters it was also ordinary people who uh, were kind of, um, they did not believe their eyes that uh, the fighters, they infiltrated across the border and with these uh, gliders parachuting from the sky. So they rushed to the border uh, in, I wouldn't say it's celebration, maybe they thought that the Israeli army left their posts, uh, but it was empty at the time. Uh, so the bulldozers, they uh, destroyed the parts of the fence and people entered, some of them on motorbikes, some of them on foot, some of them on, on cars, and um, they lasted there, they spent like uh, around five hours. And only after five hours, the Israelis find out that something uh, kind of breach happened to the fence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a Palestinian, Yusuf, I mean, how, how did you feel about the operation, you know, when you, when you heard uh, what, was, what was happening on Saturday morning? I'm a journalist. I'm covering the news. I'm not taking sides. I'm not part of Hamas. Right. Um, um, so Palestinians, as I said, they were kind of surprised that 
is it really that Palestinian resistance group um, managed to embarrass Israel to this extent? It was unbelievable. People were kind of celebrating the kind of finally somebody, you know, uh, sought revenge for us because, you know, tens of thousands of Palestinians killed since 1967 or 1948. Oh. Um, endless massacres committed. Uh, many people were, I mean, families maimed, children torn apart. Uh, Israel waged so many wars on Gaza, so many offensives, the siege, uh, also attacks on Palestinians in the West Bank, Jerusalem, violating Islamic and, and Christian sites, confiscating lands, imprisoning Palestinians, over uh, 6,000 Palestinian political prisoners, uh, some of whom spent more than 25 years behind bars. Um, some Palestinians from Gaza, they are imprisoned in Israeli jails. So Gaza is, is considered the capital of resistance. And yeah. with this, uh, uh, with, with such operation, it gave uh, somehow uh, people uh, maybe kind of a glance that uh, this could force Israel to somehow give up uh, or at least uh, end its occupation or siege on Gaza. So people were taken by surprise, but they knew that after this operation, Israel was going to uh, revenge. And mm. what happened, what was expected is happening right now. Israel is collectively punishing the population of Gaza. Uh, yeah. killing civilians, destroying houses, cutting water, uh, imposing a siege on top of the already imposed siege, uh, preventing Which is people... yet another war crime, isn't it, Yusuf? Collective punishment uh, is a war crime. Yeah, under international law, you cannot, uh, you know, stop the supply of food or water. You are starving people. Uh, uh, the UN yeah. said, well, well, you know, this is not uh, acceptable. The, the UN Secretary General, Security Council General, uh, the UN Secretary General, um, and the EU, one of the European countries, wanted to stop and aid uh, its support to the Palestinians, but then it retreats back and they said they will continue. So if you think about it, uh, people under siege uh, with high level of poverty, unemployment, uh, people are angry, frustrated, they lost hope, graduates, they cannot find jobs. Uh, people are forced, you know, to live on the bare minimum just to keep them alive. Uh, the water in Gaza is unsuitable for human consumption. Uh, I mean, the, the, the sea is even blockaded. Fishermen come under fire. Uh, farmers come under fire. If you think of Gaza, it's like a pressure cooker. A, 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 a pressure cooker. It explodes. And what happened was kind of people breathed. Oh, finally, the fence was broken. So it's like it was unbelievable. But now people know that Israel has suffered heavy losses and blow. And as a matter of fact, as as it's uh, as we speak, over 1,200 Palestinians lost their lives, including 400 children, um, uh, and and the goods are not allowed to enter Gaza. Even the Egyptian side was threatened by Netanyahu. Uh, if you dare to bring supplies, then your convoys will be struck. So we don't know what's going to happen. If is it going to be a ground incursion, uh, invasion, full scale? We don't know. I mean, people are afraid, terrified, and. Uh, they expect the international community to intervene, but we know the international community is silent. They say Israel has a right to defend itself. But what about the Palestinians who suffered for 75 years? Do they, do they not have a right to defend themselves? Israel is the aggressor, it seems to me, it's about defending itself. But just in terms of the resistance, I mean, the, all the emphasis uh, has been in the media about Hamas, but 
the, the, the all the resistance factions were involved in this. This isn't just a Hamas operation, is it? It was led by Hamas. Um, I mean, Indeed. the jihad was also in, uh, involved, uh, but um, Hamas is uh, kind of uh, the leader um, that is uh, operating. Uh, Hamas has re been ruling Gaza, so when of Hamas course, decided yes, to carry out this this operation, they knew that uh, Israel will go mad, and um, yeah. but they managed to capture uh, around 150 uh, hostages. Um, yeah. And they hit them somewhere. No one knows about the fate of those uh, uh, soldiers or, or Israelis in general. We don't know their um, identities. There's nothing about that. Uh, uh, what happened to them? Uh, but uh, one of the goals why Hamas decided and dared to carry out this operation, despite the heavy losses, now now it's happening, because they wanted to release the Palestinian political prisoners. As I say, this is very important. Uh, issue for the Palestinian cause. Uh, those fighters, they risk their lives, they uh, sacrifice their lives in order to raise the Palestinian flag or they fought the, the Israelis. Uh, so that's why uh, people yeah. now, when they are being punished, uh, they will not turn against Hamas. Because if Israel is killing civilians, they are going to blame Israel. They're not going to blame Hamas. If, if Israel is, is having a problem with Hamas, then it has to deal with Hamas. Why, why it's punishing killing civilians in Gaza? No, indeed. But I mean, there's been a huge outpouring of, of support from, from people all over the world, though, uh, for the Palestinian cause since the, the uprising. But uh, I mean, you just look at the demonstrations in this country uh, and, and, you know, around the world, uh, despite the best endeavours of the propaganda merchants uh, in the corporate media. And I just wondered, as a journalist, uh, Yusuf, I mean, what do you make of your colleagues in the media? And for that matter, the, the political class who have been spinning a, a tale, uh, which is a very one-eyed um, view of the reality. What, what do you make of those newspaper and broadcast media hacks who, who are spinning this story and not giving a balanced view? You're doing that with the Western media, I guess. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I look at the, the headlines, uh, Hamas-Israel war, no, it's, you know, there is misleading, it's misleading, it's when, when, when the Times, the, the big title in the Times says 40 babies were killed, you know, when, when, I don't know, it's like really manipulating the facts. So the issue is not uh, their action, the issue is the root causes. Uh, there are many facts twisted, uh, and if you check all the videos, you, we did not see any Israeli baby was killed. But now Israel killed 400 children. So why the media is not focusing on the Palestinian losses? Why Palestinian lives are less valuable? Why we are being dehumanized? Uh, why the West is only sided? Why they think Palestinians, they are less humans? Is that because we are not white? Is that because we are not Christian or Jews? What's happening? You know, I mean, Palestinian Christians also suffering. They are being spit on by settlers. Um, the churches are being burned, attacked. So, why the world is uh, is biased? Why there is international hypocrisy? Um, I think if the world wants a just solution uh, or an end to the cycle of what they call the cycle of violence, they must treat Palestinians fairly. They must force Israel to abide by international law and implement UN resolutions. Um, Palestinians aspire for self-determination. They are freedom seekers. Uh, they love life. They, they are not 
risking their lives to be killed. Obviously, they are hiding from bombs. Uh, they are not like kind of suicide bombers, you know. So the, West, the Western media must give a fair uh, space for the Palestinian voices. They must focus on the root causes, not on the reactions. Uh, they must treat Palestinians in, in a way that gives them a feeling that they also matter. Uh, we are humans. Black lives matter. Palestinian lives matter. All human lives matter. So why, why Palestinians are not given that uh, extra attention? Why, why the Israeli lives are more precious than Palestinian lives? This is the question. Well, the, the, yeah, as far as I can tell, the corporate media seem to be just engaged in what Noam Chomsky referred to as manufacturing consent, manufacturing consent for war. But these sorts of lurid tales of atrocities allegedly committed by the, uh, the Palestinian uh, uh, fighters uh, has echoes of, of previous conflicts going back to World War I when there were tales in the British press about Germans killing babies. We saw it in the first uh, Iraq war where it was said that uh, Saddam's soldiers were taking babies out of incubators and throwing them on the floor and mass killing them. Uh, you know, and a range of other lurid, absurd, nonsensical tales are told in order to soften up, it seems to me, public opinion. But it doesn't seem to be working, does it, really, with the wider general public, given the outpouring of support that we're seeing on social media and, indeed, on the streets. So there's there's uh, numerous uh, rallies being organised this weekend in Britain, and this will be replicated across the across the world. So the media. Yeah, isn't having the effect that it perhaps did in the, the past, did it? Is it? What's your thoughts? Well, I think uh, those narratives, the uh, Israeli media or the Western media that is influenced by the Zionist lobby, whether it's in the US or the UK or elsewhere, they want to gather um, uh, the human side of it uh, when they portray that um, Palestinians, they... Uh, uh, the fighters, I mean, when they abducted these uh, Israelis or um, creating false uh, titles. Why why social media uh, COOs like Twitter or, as, I mean, X or platforms, Facebook or, or um, Instagram, why they are not taking down these false uh, stories? Well, I do. 40 babies killed. This is, this is a lie. So why, when it comes to the Palestinian narrative, these platforms, the giant platforms, they are fighting the Palestinian com uh, context, uh, the narrative. There are so many Facebook accounts where it closed. Even WhatsApp now is shutting down some accounts for Palestinian activists. Um, so the Western media is trying to uh, gather sympathy from the international world in order to justify the actions of Israel. Uh, I, I received a few threats recently, even today, to two people unknown from unknown numbers. They, they say, we, we're going to inflict Holocaust on Gaza. Wait for it. Some of them, they said, uh, uh, we will wipe Gaza. So w when you hear these mentalities of people um, who suffered at the hands of Nazi Germany, who should be more merciful, but the, the opposite is happening. So why they want to inflict another Holocaust on, other, on, on another nation? There is something with the mentality. Why, why people still think that Way that they are God's chosen people. So we are animals, what we are. I mean, when the rabbis, they think of Palestinians as cockroaches or snakes who must be killed. 
even the, the, to, to kill the babies in, in, the, in the wombs and uh, their mothers. So when you have these mentalities, I don't think it's um, possible to strike peace deals because these fanatics, extremists, settlers who burned a Palestinian child alive two days ago from Al-Khalil, what's happening? I mean, you cannot treat uh, your fellow human beings uh, in this way. So when you think of it, uh, the leadership of the Israeli government, they must sit down and think, um, do we really want peace? Why don't we just end the military occupation of Palestine? Why don't we just recognize Palestinians' rights to exist like what the PLO did? Why we just do, don't end this bloodshed and be neighbors? Why don't we agree one state solution? We are willing to accept that solution, Palestinians say, whether it's Hamas or Fatah or, or somewhere else. So the problem is the Israeli side, the mentality of the Israeli side, the, the extremism, the expulsion, the, to isolate Palestinians, to marginal, marginalize Palestinians, to treat them as second-class second class citizens in, inside Israel, the West Bankers, 500 checkpoints, the apartheid wall. So the apartheid in, in South Africa uh, was ended uh, by the help of the West. So why the West was not willing to intervene and end apartheid in Palestine? These are many questions. The, the, absolutely. I mean, this is something which we cover on a on a, a weekly basis on the Palestine Declassified show that, that I host, uh, which you've uh, kindly appeared as, as a guest on uh, a while ago, uh, Yusuf. Um, I mean, one of the problems, of course, is that you know, Zionists are very influential and are very well embedded in the, you know, in, in the powerful institutions, uh, political institutions and so on. And uh, that's something that, with the groundswell of support that, that we have, that, that we need to, you know, replace uh, some of the people that are, that are in these institutions. But it's not just in the political class, you know, it's, 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 it's but much more deeply embedded in that sense. But, but having said that, I mean, it seems to me that, you know, Zionism is in, is in crisis, actually, you know, given the fact that they've they've lost control, I think, of the, of the narrative and have indeed lost the control of the narrative, despite all the propaganda that we've spoken about in the mainstream media. And uh, people are increasingly uh, more sympathetic to the Palestinian cause than, uh, than the Israelis. And I just wonder what your thoughts were, whether, whether you feel that Zionism is, is in its uh, death throes. And I just want to read a few quotes to you, actually, because uh, some senior Zionists seem to think that it is actually. Ehud Barak, for example, former prime minister of, of Israel, uh, of the Zionist entity, um, he is on record as saying that uh, the Zionist entity is in danger of disintegrating before the end of this decade. And uh, Yitzhak Brick, a former general in the Israeli occupation force, compared the position of the Israeli population to that of the passengers on the doomed Titanic. And just a final comment from only last year, uh, uh, Naftali Bennett, the regime's previous prime minister, said that the Zionist entity's very existence was in jeopardy. So, you know, very influential senior Zionists were making these predictions yeah. before this Israeli, uh, uh, sorry, big before this Palestinian uh, uprising. So, I mean, is, is, is uh, Zionism in its death throes now, do you think, or not? Well, it's supposed to be a secular movement, Zionism. But if you look at the Israeli society, they are indoctrinated and being fed by um, the religious rabbis and uh, 
uh, if well, when Israel insists on a Jewish state, this means it's not uh, a Zionism a dream or, or a goal or a project. This is a um, a dream or, 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 a, or a, religi a religious movement when you just want to uh, expel non-Jews from inside um, some of the places or I mean if you don't recognize if you're not a Jew you cannot use this road or that tunnel and so on so I think it's in jeopardy I think the Zionist uh, project is declining and uh, I think well, after the blow that Israel received uh, last Saturday the West rushed to rescue Israel from this embarrassment Look at the, the UK government now, the Rishi Sunat, the Prime Minister, uh, issued instructions to uh, Swela Praverman, the Interior Minister, the Home Office Minister, to um, to ask the police to prevent uh, the waving of Palestinian flag and, and make it a, a criminal offence. I mean, what on earth is happening? Uh, are they worried from, from a flag? This is the flag of the Palestinian people. It, it's not the flag of Hamas. Um, I heard today from people who called me, they said uh, their children, they wanted to show solidarity with Palestine and they wore kind of uh, patches on their shirts or school clothing and they were told off by some of the, the, the headmaster or, or the teacher in school. I mean, why are they trying to tarnish the Palestinian flag? It's, it's the flag of the Palestinian people as a general. So there is a way to scare people from showing solidarity. This is, to this extent, this shows how much they are worried. From the declining of the Zionist project because they've been feeding this project for 75 years. Billions of money were spent on <coughs> training the Israeli army um, and with the deployment of this uh, American uh, destroyer, this shows that Israel is in a crisis. So yeah. they wanted to restore the so-called power of deterrence. They wanted to assure Israel, which is their agent in the Middle East, that you will stay there. But what yeah. happened? will not be forgotten generations to come they will remember what happened on saturday 7th of october no indeed 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 i mean and of course you know the dire predictions of some of those senior zionists seem to be reflected in the fact that there was a poll you may be familiar with this poll yusuf that was taken for the israeli tv channel channel 13. this is before the uprising uh, it's a few months back, I believe now, uh, maybe slightly longer ago than that, actually thinking about it. But anyway, relatively recently anyway, but there was, uh, I think it was 28% of uh, Israelis were thinking of leaving the, the Zionist entity. Uh, I suspect that number is massively increased now as a result of this uh, operation from the uh, Palestinian freedom fighters. Um, well, What's your take on that? I mean, you know, it, 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 I mean, could that be the, the route that the Zionist entity, you know, collapses because people just vote with their feet and, and go back to, you know, America and Europe and all these yeah. safe uh, countries well, that they've emigrated from to, to Israel and stealing, uh, you know, more Palestinian land? So uh, there is what's called Aliyah. Uh, people, anybody who claims to be a Jew is welcome to stay in Israel and granted citizenship, homes, money and so on. And what's happening right now is a, 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 a reverse migration. Um, as soon as Palestinian fighters, they managed to strike Ben Gurion airport or Tel Aviv, we've seen how they were panicking. I mean, the Israelis and foreign travelers, they went to the, to the airport and wanted to leave just um, as, as soon as possible. And that shows that uh, people there, Israelis, they have no kind of loyalty to their, to their homeland because they are afraid. Whereas Palestinians, they will not leave their land, uh, although we don't have an airport. I mean, we are still under their, their occupation. But this yeah. shows that 
Oh, we've lost you, sir. Let's see if we can bring uh, Sean in. Oh, no, it's about, no, let's bring Sean in. What's been the uh, reaction? Hi. Perhaps Gaz, Gaz can maybe see if we can get uh, Yusuf back on the line. Yeah, people are obviously absolutely incensed, particularly with the, the mainstream media and the response from Keir Starmer today all over the news saying that he thinks it's fine for for the Palestinians to be going without food and water and fuel and electricity. I've heard today that the hospital has near enough run out of electricity. There, I mean, it's, it's literally gone by tonight. They won't have any ele electricity left. People were trying to charge their phones by using car batteries. They have, they have nothing left. And I think this is what's precipitated all of this is the fact that they've been locked in the open air prison for 16 years under blockade now, where the Israelis have been even counting calories and only giving them enough food to allow them to live. Their water is systematically poisoned. Israeli settlers pour concrete into the wells to try and stop the flow of water getting through to Gaza. They only have electricity for a few hours every couple of days. These people have nothing left to lose. And when you have nothing left to lose, you know, what, what, what else is there? What else yeah, is there? You know, they, they've, they've seen an opportunity to try and break out of that prison camp. It's a concentration camp, you know. Let let's say it as it is. Let's let's use the language, their language. They're calling Hamas terrorists, terrorists, and they're not just calling the terror the Hamas terrorists. They're using Hamas as a way of using that term to um, as the whole of the Palestinian people. They're not calling them Palestinians. There's two point three million people who live in Gaza. It's a 25 mile long strip of land and only two or three miles wide. It's heavily overcrowded. It's the most crowded place on planet Earth. And half of, half of those people who live in Gaza are children. They are children. And the mainstream media and these politicians are coming out and saying that the people are Hamas and therefore they are terrorists. Children are not terrorists. They have no choice in any of this. It's absolutely I mean, heartbreaking. To me, uh, Sean, it's the uh, it's the Israeli regime, the Israeli state that is that is the, the terrorists here. I mean, they're using the most sophisticated weapons. They've been carpet bombing Gaza over the last few days, as we know. But this isn't uh, you know a new phenomenon. This has been happening on a regular basis uh, over the last seventy years or so. I mean, when the establishment of Israel occurred in 1948, it was done by expelling, as you know, 750,000 Palestinian people. Many were were massacred. They were forcibly removed from their homes, and this is still happening to this day. People are being thrown out of their homes. Settlers are are taking over Palestinian uh, uh, property. Uh, settlements are being built on on the West Bank against international law. I mean, they're in breach of so many UN resolutions, but nobody's uh, following through. The so-called international community is not following through and not enforcing uh, international law when it comes to Israel, is it? 
No. And, it, you know, this is typical of the Israelis to project what they're doing onto other people. It's complete projectionism. They call them terrorists when they are the terrorists. And we need to use that language. We've got to change the narrative here. Um, and I've, I've been on social media, um, particularly Twitter and Twitter spaces for the last three days, um, keeping up with everything. I've been not hardly been able to sleep because of it. And the propaganda that's been put out there is absolutely despicable. Welcome back, Yusuf. Hello. Hi, Yusuf. This is uh, Sean. Uh, Sean was just giving some reaction from our uh, viewers, uh, yeah. Yusuf. I don't know if you want to just sort of uh, put some of that to Yusuf when we lost uh, Yusuf's uh, link for a little while um, and get Yusuf's reaction to some of the things that people have been saying. Yeah. Um, Bobby said... Um, Bobby Carnegie said, uh, I can't believe UK Labour leader Keir Starmer is reported saying he supports Israel, cutting off vital domestic utilities of water, electricity and food to Gaza, which Gaza's Palestinian people relies on from Israel having control in, in, in supplying it to them. Holding back vital utilities to Gaza by Israel has to be considered a crime against humanity. And in present war situation, it must be a war crime, surely. Yusuf, is there any way that Palestinians can bring Israel to justice through the criminal, through an international criminal court? Well, the Palestinian leadership, um, they tried many times to uh, go to the ICR, uh, but they were blocked and they were threatened. Uh, if you dare to go, then we will... Uh, suspend the financial support from the European Union. So even this uh, uh, legal corridor uh, venue uh, was blocked. Um, and look what happened with the uh, Goldison report following the Israeli war on Gaza in the year 2008. Um, it found Israel committed war crimes and crimes against humanity and so on and so forth. And nothing happened. Um, I mean, Palestinians, uh, their, their hands are tied. Uh, we've been urging the, the UN, UN Security Council, the UN, to intervene, to pressure Israel to uh, end its occupation, to pressure Israel to implement UN resolutions. Nothing happened. Uh, I mean, we know that the international community is biased. We know that uh, the US administration will veto any uh, UN Security Council. So we lost faith uh, in, in those international institutions. We lost faith in the international community, the UN, you, you name it. So the Palestinians are pinning their hopes on the free-loving people of the world, um, the people who, love, who support justice. Uh, we hope one day, we, we, I mean, the U.S. wake up, wakes up and say, and say to Israel, look, you know, enough is enough. We've been treating the Palestinians in um, in an unjustified way. And it's it's time that you neighbors... Def Oops, he's gone again. Chris, can I ask you a question, actually, whilst we're yeah. waiting for Yusuf to come back on? Um, what do you, in, in your opinion, now that there's many Arab nations who've come out and said that they're, they're going to support Palestine. Oh, hi, Yusuf, you're back again. Do you want yeah. to finish off your points that uh, you were making? I cannot hear you. Uh, oh. Gaz, can you just sort that out for us, please, in the background? 
carry on what you're saying though, uh, Sharma. Um, yeah, so so there's many Arab nations who've come out and they've said that they're going to support Palestine. So um, yeah. there's Turkey, there's um, uh, Lebanon, Hezbollah in Lebanon, um, obviously Iran. I know today they, uh, or last night, early hours of, of this morning, um, Syria started uh, bombing. Uh, the Golan Heights. So at the moment, Israel is being attacked on uh, from Lebanon and Syria. With the um, the dawn of BRICS and Iran, obviously, has been taken into that uh, coalition. Do you think there is a danger for? a really bad war to spark out in the Middle East uh, now oh, that Israel and so, the UK uh, are getting involved? A very real possibility. I mean, my fear was that the Third World War, a Third World War could be precipitated by NATO's proxy war in Ukraine, but it could actually be caused by the uh, situation in the Middle East right now. And Certainly, the as I was saying in the introduction there, in the conversation with with Yusuf, the the resistance factions in in Palestine are, are much better equipped than they've ever been, uh, much better trained, uh, and are, are in a much stronger position. It seems to me to to resist the you know the Zionist entity, and not only that, they do have this this growing support, Hezbollah, that you know that you mentioned, the potentiality of, of Iran getting involved as well. So. That does pose an existential threat, I think, for uh, Israel as well. So, you know, it seems to me the storm clouds are gathering, uh, you know, for for the this Zionist project, which, you know, has been a humanitarian disaster, frankly, you know, for the Palestinian people for for seventy five years, uh, total injustice, and uh, you know, the Palestinian people are taking uh, their fate into their own hands now, and. Uh, so I think you know I'm hopeful and optimistic uh, for for the future, but of course it, you know it could be it could be bleak if if calm heads in the West don't prevail. You've got Biden talking about I think Yusuf made this point, sending a uh, uh, military uh, naval ships into the into the region and so on. Um, you know Britain pledging its support, etc. and yeah, that 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 is a, that is a worry. That you know, obviously, if if it does turn into a wider uh, configuration, then uh, and the Western powers do get involved, this this could indeed get completely out of control. That is a, that is a a real fear. Um, but of course, it could go the other way, um, and uh, you know, it could bring about the justice for the Palestinians that they've been seeking for for seventy five years. And every other avenue has been closed off to them. We saw the Great March of Return, the peaceful protest uh, a few years ago, where the Israeli military personnel were just uh, shooting the Palestinians in cold blood, like fish in a barrel, shooting journalists, shooting medics, people who were tending people that had previously shot. And they were using exploding bullets as well. So that when people are shot or wounded in the leg or whatever, it, it, which is bad as enough, um, but in a lot of circumstances, people can recover from that. But in, in most cases where somebody is shot with one of these bullets, they lose a limb. They have to have their, their limbs amputated. Uh, well, so, they usually yeah, I mean, the, bullets, don't they? Yeah, yes, absolutely. You know, so, so, yeah, I mean, the Israelis have just 
been utterly uh, uh, repugnant in the, uh, and bloodthirsty uh, uh, I think in the way they conducted themselves. Yes, Jesus, of course, we've got you back now, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think um, many uh, peaceful initiatives were uh, implemented on the ground. You mentioned the Great March of Return uh, and also marching peacefully along the border, um, carrying banners in the streets of Gaza, uh, in the Gaza seaport, so many press conferences, um, international staff are in Gaza and they've seen the situation on the ground. But I think this also, this option doesn't please Israel. Um, the Israeli mentality is based on provoking Palestinians so that they can justify their attack. So even the nonviolent resistance, the peaceful protests along the Gaza border, Israel transformed those peaceful protests into becoming violence. That's why young people were burning tires, uh, they throw stones and so on. But even with throwing stones and you are met with uh, bullets, live bullets and you know, canyons and, and all sort of uh, sniper shots. And uh, so many people lost their lives. I remember um, those, those bad times, including someone called Ibrahim who was on his uh, chair, wheelchair, disabled people, paramedics. You, you, you mentioned some of our journalist colleagues were shot dead. And uh, Victor Lieberman at the time, he justified that. He said that guy, he was using a drone to uh, film Israeli snipers, but he was using his drone to film the, the protest. So justifications um, uh, is there uh, already. And as a matter of fact, um, Israel does not need a pretext to, to justify its attacks. We know it, it can fire, shoot at well. Uh, there are no red lines. Uh, Israel is a, a country above the international law. It enjoys a culture of impunity. Israel is impugned. We have never, have you heard of any Israeli officials held accountable when they travel abroad, when they come to the UK, when they go, I mean, you, I mean, this makes Palestinians boil. Why Palestinian lives, they have no value. Whereas the Israelis, it's like they are the masters. They, they, they control uh, the media, the Western media somehow. So um, this kind of segregation, um, racism, uh, apartheid must end. Without an end to this apartheid and colonization, the Middle East will not see stability. Peace will not prevail. And the world has to understand this. Why is why why it has taken them so long to understand this that Palestinians will not vanish, Palestinians are not Red Indians or uh, Native Americans. We will not go anywhere. Our children, and our uh, grandsons, they will carry this message generation after generation. So why they just are not willing just to say, look, let's recognize your right to exist, Palestinians. Let's sit down on the table. Let's give you lands on within the 1967 borders. Even the leadership of Hamas, they agreed to this uh, option and they, they said they are willing to amend their constitution. So with these uh, um, concessions that made on part of Hamas, PLO, everybody, it's not enough. Israel is thirsty. Israel is hungry to grab more land, to confiscate more land, making the Palestinians, uh, the lives of Palestinians miserable so that we unilaterally leave, uh, voluntarily leave. We are not leaving. That's why Palestinians in Gaza, they will not, they will never leave Gaza because they say if we leave Gaza to, towards Egypt and Sinai, there are no guarantee that we, we we are going to go back because their ancestors, I mean, those who fled their villages in 1948, their, their, their ch grandchildren, they still carry the keys and 
certificates that prove their ownership to their to their to their properties in 1948. So um, there is injustice, there is oppression, there is kind of anger. If if you look at uh, how Palestinians are treated in the alleyways of the old city of Jerusalem, they are stopped at checkpoints. They are treated like animals, and even you know. Uh, the, the descriptions of the Israeli officials, yeah, when they say we are we are dealing with the human animals, I mean all sort of kind of terminologies and uh, uh, and names. So we are dealing with an extreme uh, Israeli government that does not want to strike peace. So the Palestinian leadership they have been hoping to strike peace deal with um, any kind of diplomatic leadership, but government after government, successive governments, all of them they adopt the policy of extremism, extremism, the Palestinian bloodshed. Any Israeli official who wants to stay in power, they have to shed more bloodshed. They have to yeah. um, prove to the settler movement that they are uh, not going to allow Palestinian state to flourish or to, 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 to exist. So yeah. what can we do? We are squeezed in the corner. Uh, we are let down by the Arab countries, by the international community, by the United Nations, by the Security Council. What else Palestinians can do? We need help. I mean, the Palestinians say we are fed up from urging the international community to intervene, but no one cares about the Palestinians. Why? This is the question. Well, I mean, as I say, uh, Yusuf, I mean, the Palestinian people are taking uh, their fate into their own hands with the uh, uh, with this encouragement. Exactly. That's that, that, that's why there is support for the resistance because yeah. the, the the international community did not leave a Palestinian. Uh, a choice, but to uh, resort to kind of supporting this faction or that faction, um, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you are under siege and your children, uh, if your child yes, is six years old, yeah. then the, your child never saw a, a plane or a train in their lives. They are trapped in Gaza. So that's yeah. why uh, Palestinians they are taking the matter into their hands, uh, as you put it. That's that's correct. And when Palestinians seeing Israel is crushing them, uh, leveling and threatening their their neighborhoods and their houses and they're destroying their dreams obviously they will one day they will seek revenge so this cycle of violence will continue yeah any other uh, comments uh, sean before we uh, close from uh, yeah i, ju I just wanted to ask yeah i just wanted to ask yusuf what can we do yusuf everybody is feeling so helpless right now we're trying to get the word out. We're trying not desperately to change the narrative that's coming out of the mainstream media and out of the politicians and governments. What can we do for the Palestinian people? I just saw a demonstration in Cardiff and they demonstrated outside the BBC building. Uh, I think um, a pressure need, needs to be imposed on the, those uh, biased media outlets, uh, addressing officials, MPs, uh, Palestinians, they uh, feel that they are appreciated when they see people on the ground. So when people go uh, to show solidarity, to implement some humanitarian projects on the ground, uh, this makes them feel happy that they are not alone, that there are some people uh, around the world, they care about them. So sending aid convoys, sending volunteers on the ground, um, advocates, um, sergeants, doctors to treat the, the wounded in Gaza now. It's very important. The, the Shifa hospital is struggling. Um, it cannot cope with the number of injured and, and the dead bodies. It's filling the corridors of the, of the hospital in the, amid, uh, amid the, the, the power outages. Um, so these some of the things, I mean, financial support to, to, to the needed people. Uh, some people are 
starting to organize convoys, collecting some donations, toys and school bags and stuff. Um, but the main thing is to pressure the government to, to, to change the narrative and and to say, look, you know, uh, I mean, to send email. I know that um, you can complain to Ofcom uh, if you are not happy with any uh, program on the TV. So some of these things could help. Um, but the most important thing is that people need, need to go there on the ground to volunteer, um, you know, just to show that they care about their, their other uh, fellow human beings. Well, that, that sport is, in, is growing. There's no doubt about that. I think people have been outraged by what they've seen. They've not been conned by the propaganda in the mainstream media or listening to the British politicians across the political divide. The political leaders have really lost the plot. By, that decision by Swedish government to um, consider waving a Palestinian flag is a criminal offence. That is disgusting. I mean, absolutely appalling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, something appalling. that is unbelievable. Uh, we, well, we saw the, the foreign, there'll be uh, mass, civil, mass civil disobedience on that, I, I think, Yusuf. Uh, so there'll be, the jails will be filling up with people uh, waving the, the Palestinian flag, I think. So. But yeah, listen, yeah, Yusuf, yeah. Uh, before we close, is that, how can people follow your work? I mean, are you on social media? Do you have a website or anything? Uh, I, I am on social media, yeah. I'm on um, uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I, I write articles. I just um, published a piece on TRT. Um, I appeared on uh, some other platforms. So yeah, on social media, I think it's, it's the main um, what's way. Your, what's your Twitter handle, uh, uh, Yusuf, it, can you remember? Al Hilo, it's, it's my, my first name and surname together. Okay, cool. So it's just at Yusuf Al Hilo. Yeah, great, yeah. okay. Can we put that up, uh, guys, on the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll share that when we uh, put the, uh, the program out after it's gone out live as it is doing now. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and if okay. people, if people would like to go to Gaza, I'm planning to go in the coming days after this madness ends. So, yeah, right, I'm willing right. to accompany some uh, um, people who would like to be on the ground. Great. Okay, mate. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks very much indeed again for coming on this evening, Yusuf. We, we really do appreciate that. Solidarity with you and all yeah. the Palestinian people. And uh, you know, Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, and we will continue to campaign for that and do what we yeah, can like in our small way. Yeah, I would like to thank to... you personally for this effort. I mean, you are doing great work and we need people like you uh, who know how to address the issues to the Western audience. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you, Yusuf. And thanks to, yeah, and thanks, Sean, and thanks everybody yeah, for thanks, watching Sean. this evening. Hopefully we'll be back uh, next week at the same time. So until then, this is Chris Williamson saying bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye.